Welcome to Vineyard Hopkinton. As we follow Jesus together, we experience the Holy Spirit, create a multicultural community, and pursue kingdom of God justice. Amen. Well, we are in John chapter 8. If you want to follow along, Jesus has got um, a whole group together. He's uh, speaking to them. Uh, Jesus said to the people who believed in him, you you are truly my disciples if you remain faithful to my teachings. And you will know the truth, and the truth will set you free. You're really following me. If you follow my teachings, you'll know the truth, and that will set you free. Yeah, but we're descendants of Abraham, they said. We've never been slaves to anyone. What do you mean? We will be set free. Jesus replied, I tell you the truth. Everyone who sins is a slave of sin. And a slave is not a permanent member of a family, but a son. Uh, a son is part of the family forever. So if the son sets you free, you are free indeed. You are truly free. You know, there's something about sin that just kind of, it does, you know, it has an addictive quality. It bogs us down. We get trapped. We get used to it. But when the sun sets you free, you belong there. That is your house, your place. You're free to to come and go, to flourish and thrive, to live there well. Jesus said, yes, I realize that you are descendants of Abraham. And yet some of you are trying to kill me because there's no room in your hearts for my message. I'm telling you what I saw when I was with my father. But you are following the advice of your father. Our father is Abraham, they declared. No, Jesus replied, for if you were really the children of Abraham, you would follow his example. Instead, you are trying to kill me because I told you the truth, which I heard from God. Abraham never did such a thing. You are in imitating your real father, i.e. not God. So this is getting a, a little heated. They replied, we aren't illegitimate children. God himself is our true father. Jesus told him, if God were your father, you would love me because I have come to you from God. I'm not here on my own, but he sent me. The word of the Lord. So they're, they're saying like, no, 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 we, we've got this like, you know, I, I think we're cool. I think we're cool because, you know, we stand in this national tradition, this religious tradition from Abraham. And uh, they, they, so they're like, we're, we're free. We're, we're fine. And Jesus says, Abraham was following God the Father. I'm following God the Father. I'm showing you something more. Don't don't rely on this, you know, good, good enough. Listen to what I have for you, what Jesus tells them. Um, if God were your father, you would love me because I have come to you from God. I'm not here on my own, but he sent me. He's sent from God. He is truth, and he speaks truth and life to those around him. You know, truth isn't something that, like, you get out of a test tube or you find it in a math formula. Those are, are, are true. Truth isn't something that someone owns or, or proves. The fullness of truth is found in Jesus, in God coming to live with people, to walk through ordinary human life, to, to take on the worst stuff. 
and his his death, his betrayal, you know, rejection, the injustice on the cross, and to overcome it by rising again to new life. Jesus, he embodies all of this, and he is truth. Jesus said, I am the way, the truth, and the life. And Jesus sets us free. And I think of it a little bit like, like this. Jesus is truth. And we can come into this vital relationship with the truth that releases us, that sets us free, where we know our identity. We know who we are. We know who God is. We know what reality is. We know what love is. And in that, we're released to live lives of, of joy, of peace. You know how free you have to be to really be at peace in this these days and times or in any days and times? We're released. We're released to live differently. We're released to know that God is on our side, that all things are working out together for our good. We're released to be honest about ourselves and our mistakes and our flaws and our failings and our sins. Jesus sets us free. A child is part of the family forever. You know, a couple months ago, I was um, I was just really stressed out. Um, I was just feeling like a lot of pressure, and you know, I'm so delightful to be around when I'm stressed out. Um, you know, we got to get this with the kids, and I was scheduling lots of things, you know, purposeful conversations and quality time, and, you know, oh, we got to get this done, and I want to read at least a whole book with the kids of this and that, and, you know, work. You know, I'm really anxious about getting this or that done. You know, I just felt like, like God spoke to me and said, Sarah, whose job is this? Because I was just falling into a little bit of that, like, I don't use the word, you know, like, a little bit of that, like, slave mentality. I got to work from morning to night. I got to get it done. Instead of saying, I am a son, a daughter of the Most High God. Instead of knowing the truth and letting that set me free. Verse 33 we have never been slaves to anyone, they say. Probably with a Roman soldier, like, feet away, listening to them. Like, do you remember Egypt? Pharaoh, you know, these kids, you know about Pharaoh. Um, they were literally slaves in Egypt. But they say, actually, we're doing just fine. Thank you very much. They put their faith in this, you know, nationalist, the, the traditional religious system, and they said, oh, you know what? We're fine. We've got our life set the, the, the way we, we want it. And a lot of Christians think that we're doing just fine. We get on the, the treadmill of, of life sometime in high school or maybe middle school or elementary school nowadays, and we just get on that treadmill and, and, and we will get off maybe at retirement. I, I don't know what our plan is, is for that. In America, we have some false ideas about freedom. Freedom is not getting what you want 
no right, no wrong, no rules for me. That's Disney princess freedom, and I, I think we are all much more mature than, than Elsa. Um, an American and a Russian are having an argument about who is uh, most free, which country uh, is, is better, and the American says, well, I can walk in front of the White House and say, down with Joe Biden and nothing bad will happen to me. And the Russian says, yeah, big deal. I can walk in front of the Kremlin and say, down with Joe Biden and nothing will happen to me. <laughs> but in America, we have had some controversies over freedom in the last couple of years. From masks, you know, facial coverings, to 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 guns, uh, plenty of things in between my freedom to, to wear a mask, to, to bear a gun, you know, lots of controversy over personal freedom. I am not going to weigh in on the specifics of those issues because I'm not a constitutional lawyer. I am not an epidemiologist. It would be inappropriate for me to act uh, like uh, I was. I'm a pastor. I'm trying to figure out what does the Bible say. That's my expertise. That's my angle. And it's different. What freedom is, is different. What masks and guns are, are about is a secular, like, liberty or independence. Um, and the government should give citizens liberty, independence, choices, uh, uh, secular freedom. I'm all for that. This, however, this is is not government this is church american freedom says my freedom is mine to uh enjoy christian freedom says my freedom is for the purpose of serving my neighbor you know my freedom the uh, secular freedom's good you know i i can make choices do what i want i'm i'm independent I can buy a gallon of vodka and a flamethrower. Uh, I don't think I'm free to use the two of them together, thankfully. Um, but from the war of independence on to today, Americans, we like independence. And independence can be a very good thing. But in the Bible, if you haven't noticed, independence is not a big theme. Dependence, dependence on God, that's found in every single page. The interdependence of community, that's found on almost every single page. Independence uh, is an American thing. Independence is an American thing, as it should be for government. Dependence is a Christian thing, as it should be with God. So if the truth sets us free, if a relationship with truth re releases us, it might be instructive to look real quick at, at the lies that bind us. Uh, I think the first uh, lie about freedom is that freedom is about me. 
uh, Charles Taylor uh, said that we were moving from a culture of uh, authority to a culture of autonomy. So, you know, and the pros and cons to both, you know, a culture of authority. You know, you do what the government says, the church, your family, your, your, your community. Um, a culture of uh, authenticity, sorry. Um, authenticity says, you know, you do what feels right to you, what's best for you. You know, you're the expert, you know. Um, your authenticity uh, is what you, you obey or, or follow. And um, I actually talked about this like three weeks ago, and I don't think I repeat myself that much. Um, but I think it's just so prevalent, right? We, we decide what's, what's good for us, and it's not just like 20 years. It's really like everyone um, in, in society. Cornelius Plantanga says that we've been led to believe that our self is sacred, Instead of never denying God, we never deny ourselves. And, it, you know, our wants become needs. Our self replaces our, our soul. We're fascinated with how we feel, with how we feel about how we, we feel. And our self is something to be explored, indulged, but not to be disciplined or, or, or restrained. Freedom is not about me. Freedom is not about me doing what uh, I want. Freedom is a, a love relationship with Jesus that releases me from the smallness of me into the expanse of God. Freedom is not having everything I want, but being able to go without the things I want and be okay with it. And guys, I mean, that sounds lovely to me. It sounds lovely to me to be released from, from the smallness of me into the expanse of God. It sounds lovely to not have things that I want and just plain be okay with it. And that's what God wants for me, is that real freedom. Uh, the second thing, and it is, you know, related... Uh, you know, we think that freedom is individual. Real freedom is communal. When Jesus talks about freedom here, he says, I am the truth. Uh, I'm the way, the truth, and the life. The truth will set you free. It's a relationship with Jesus. And relationship with Jesus also involves relationship with some other Jesus followers, with other people, our neighbors who we are called to, to love and to care for. Freedom is found in community. Freedom is communal, which can also, you know, constrain some of your freedoms. Uh, I think every real relationship makes demands on your time and your choices. Like, name one real relationship you have that does not interfere with your freedom. From your dog to your mom, every real relationship demands some things from you. Personally, my relationship with my dog makes a lot of demands on my time and care and money. But we're only really free in loving community with others. And then thirdly, you know, we think that freedom is about saying yes to what we want. You know, um, Five years ago, most of you, you know, know us a little bit. And if you don't, I'd love to get to know you more. Um, five years ago, we started into the uh, adoption process with our kids. And 
So you go through this whole home inspection and psychological survey and get the joy of reading 18 pages of psychological surveys about yourself. You're like, whew, I'm not sure I think I'm fit to have a child, but okay. And then you start in on the matching process. So you're given a very small, grainy photo in like one paragraph, two paragraphs of kids who have been in the system for a while and who are ready to move towards permanency. And um, so I was like, oh, this is like the best thing ever. Um, Looking at, and we actually really didn't look at um, anyone seriously other than um, the two girls um, who we got. But um, there was one, uh, it was a little grainy picture of two boys about the same age as my nephews, and I love my nephews, about five and four at the time, and the, the older one has his arm protectively around the younger one. I'm like, oh, look at that, that sibling love. And uh, I remember sitting in the Westboro train station, we were on our way to a, a Red Sox game, and talking with our social worker about like, how about these guys? Is this a possibility? Can you call their social worker or figure this out? She's like, Sarah, Stephen, it's a lot. It's a lot. I don't think this is actually um, a good fit for you. I'm just being really sad for them. And then like a year later, and I know I have to unsubscribe from these email lists that I, I keep getting, Like a year later, I see the same little grainy picture show up, still, still. And you know what? Those no's, those no's were were hard. But it was only through those no's that we said yes to our girls. And for that, I am forever grateful. But we have to say no to some things to say yes to others. You know, you'll never be able to say yes to good health without saying no to unhealthy things. You'll never be able to say yes to, you know, the freedom of professional success if you don't say no to things that are outside your your track. You'll never say yes to good grades without saying no to YouTube videos. You know, it's... It's the way it works sometimes. Um, and I do think about this for many of us who do feel a little trapped and a little little stuck. It's not just about saying yes. Are there things that we need to say no to, to release us to the far bigger yes that God has for us? Are there things that we need to say no to, to say yes to the far greater things that Jesus wants us to say yes to. You know, when we say no to some things, we're released to say yes to others, and we're released to live differently. And we want to live differently. All of us, we want to live a little differently from the the rat race, from the typical I think there's such an opportunity for us as followers of Jesus to be released, to live differently from, you know, how we spend our our money. You know, there's that phrase, uh, you spend money you don't have to buy stuff you don't need to impress people you don't like. It's true. 
credit cards, stuff you don't need, our houses are filled with. I like most people, but you know, we're, we're released. You know, generosity is holy resistance to materialism, to, to greed, um, from stress and success and work and saying I have to perform and accomplish and, you know, uh, work the extra hours and, you know, putting our kids in 18 extracurriculars and keeping our kids busy and successful. We have an option to live differently. We have an option to receive Jesus' peace, his stamp of approval, his saying, you are okay, you are created well, and to live differently. You know, with technology... We have an option to live differently, to turn off, to make different choices around phones and screens and and TV and computers. We're released in Jesus' love because we have a relationship with God the Father. And we know our identity as sons and daughters of the Most High God. Timothy Keller talks about this. Uh, he, he talks about us like fish. Uh, and he says that a fish absorbs oxygen from the water, not the air. So it's free if only restricted to the water. Uh, if, if, we are, if we free the fish from the water, put it on the grass, its freedom to actually live and move is destroyed. So freedom isn't the absence of restrictions Freedom is finding the right ones. So if we're the fish, what's our water? Water for us is loving God. That's where we are most free to be ourselves, most free to swim around, to live the full good life that Jesus wants us to say yes to. Galatians uh, 5 says in worship team, you guys can come on up. For you have been called to live in freedom, my brothers and sisters. But don't use your freedom to satisfy your sinful nature. Instead, use your freedom to serve one another in love. For the whole law can be summed up in this one command. Love your neighbor as yourself. Live in freedom. What does that look like? Love one another. Living in freedom and being free to love your neighbor are one and the same thing. Our greatest freedom is love. Our greatest freedom is love. And our greatest captivity is is sin. My sister has uh, just had her her youngest... um, fourth child. I think it's her last child, though. She wants to, you know, go on and have any more. That's fine by me. Um, But he's about like six months old. Super cute little smiley fellow. And uh, she'll say to him, Harrison, your purpose is to love God and love others. He just looks at her and smiles. And she's like, good job. You're doing it already. Because it's true. He looks at her and smiles. Good job. You are living out your purpose, loving God and loving others. And the good news for us is that's our purpose too. And we can do it already perfectly here. 